agents track unlawful travelers across time. Their mission, protect the past, preserve the future. These agents are known as Time Cops. Welcome to Cancelled. By the way, what I realized is I didn't, I was saying before we started, I wrote down that opening, like, I didn't even get it all. I, I, halfway through, I was like, nope, can't do it. I just realized I stopped early. You're just writing hemorrhage, hemorrhage, hemorrhage. pad. Welcome to Cancelled. We are back. Uh, Jay White Cotton is with us. How we doing, Jay? I feel really, really terrible having watched more of the show. It's. Bad. My girlfriend came home while I was watching the third, like the la- the fourth episode, and it was like getting caught watching porn. Like she's like, "What? Are, what are you <laughs> watching? watching porn? What is this? like?" And it's also like she she doesn't like time travel as like a thing in yeah. movies or whatever. But mo- like we were discussing this last night, and she's like, she, "I don't. She doesn't mind time travel when it like they set." firm rules and then the narrative <laughs> abides by those rules and like that's fine but i was like oh well then you're gonna fucking hate time travel. this literally everything you hate about time travel in one fucking tv show i've, I've been so mad i i've been imd being all the writers oh i never even thought about they are that. very successful that's and on good projects that's a wild bummer holy shit i mean well actually i mean good for them no, that means the system is screwed. I guess. Well, maybe, we don't they're, have a maybe they're making good things. Like, maybe they were, like, fucked by this show. <laughs> Look, sometimes you got to take shitty work when you start, right? And then I know. maybe they had they were, like, working on Time Cop, squirreling away, you know, El Camino for the Breaking Bad movie or whatever. Yeah, but, yeah, like, yeah. you know, who knows? Ron Livingston shows up in one of these episodes, and he's, like, a real actor. But he's he was a real actor things. at that point. That was right when Office Space came out. Holy shit, is it? Yeah, it was 97. Wow. That, okay. Let's uh let's jump into this show for a second. And I want to discuss a couple of things about this show. We've said it before, but the fact that this is 1997 is Frankly absurd. I can't get over the parallel that it's set in 2007 right. and filmed in 97. And those two things are screwing my mind. So everything I watch in the show is like this is <laughs> yeah. two terrible things at once. But also both of – it is somehow not futuristic enough for for 2007. Like, it, like they didn't nail anything, right? <laughs> the old, they're still – the one thing that they get, like kind of get right – a little bit, I guess. And, like, all of future, all of, like, any sci-fi set in the future was all about this for a time. Video phones. Everybody fucking is about the video phone, right? And now I guess, like, people use FaceTime all the time. I don't know anyone. I don't, do, I don't do it, but people yeah. do. I see it all the time. I mean, in a mall, I'll see people just walking just around, around having fucking FaceTime conversations. So, like, it's a thing. But, man, were they really fucking – like, FaceTime – answering machine messages when he yeah. calls yeah. claire her face pops up and she's like sorry i'm not home it's fucking really stupid uh well let's go to episode three first yeah all right the stalker it's 1956 in hollywood yeah uh this show can't figure out its tone I, at all i figured it out okay i figured out one if you watch the show and you pretend it's will ferrell and john c riley <laughs> It's infinitely amazing. It's the that best comedy makes on television. Sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, without that, you just take the blandest white guy in the world. Oh, he's but like what Jack I mean, Logan. Jack, all, even his name. I was watching uh, Kimmy Schmidt recently. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Titus Andronicus in the fourth season. There's an episode where he like they do like an alternate reality thing where he becomes a famous actor and his, his stage name is Jack Straightman. Of course, just Jack Straightman. <laughs> and like that is might as well be what Jack Logan. Is. It's just a, a terrible. But but I mean, but his tone is like. 
the music never fits. Like it, it they they went to some like fucking uh, like royalty free music uh, <laughs> library to just go oh fifties or whatever. Yeah, right? nineteen ninety seven royalty free. Well, no, no, no. Like, like, well, there's a couple songs in there that are actual. Like they songs. started out. They started out with. Uh, I, I think it was Bill Haley's. Uh, uh, See you later, alligator. Mm, that's eventually in there. Yeah, for sure. I remember I, seeing it. It might not be Bill Haley. I'm trying to remember, but it sounded like that Bill song Haley. is in there for yeah. sure. But their reaction to it was, "What is this?" <laughs> and they they quoted it. It's music. This is in 97. They're pretending yeah. like Brian Setzer wasn't Never exploding. Existed. And we're just coming on the tail end of ska. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, there are – they don't know anything. Like there's a point in the next episode where uh, they're looking at that letter and Kurt Fuller says, I studied rap lyrics that make more sense than this. It's 1997. Rap is a very popular genre of music. It's 2007 it, it even, <laughs> in their universe. Sure, for sure. But even, like, let's go on the on the on the subject that like, oh, maybe the writers in '97 are like, oh, this this hip hop thing's a fad. Like, it was the biggest form of music going. It was Mace by was far making the most money. Yeah. Mace was making money, and that should never have happened. No, that is for sure. Um, they uh, <laughs> okay, so. Here's what I wrote down for the beginning. This is as much of the beginning crawl as <laughs> no, I could get. No, what they didn't predict is that in 2007, all those dangerous rappers they were afraid of yeah. would be like sitcom stars. Sure. And <laughs> Disney. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just polluted. Multiple fucking Are We There Yet movies. Just polluted by white money. <laughs> <laughs> just scarier than any song. The year is 2007. Time travel is reality and it's fallen to criminal hands. With history itself at risk, the United States formed the Time Enforcement Commission, a top-secret agency responsible for policing the temporal stream. And then I was like, I can't write down any more of this. But what we – so this episode starts. We meet Johnny the Chin Fontaine. <laughs> he does have a chin. <laughs> who does indeed have a chin. He doesn't have a particularly – It's not protruding at all. It's not like a Jay Leno chin. It's just that he has a jaw that exists. I think it was like a 50s expression they were writing in 97. Like, oh, people with a chin – yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's some like he's half like, Chinese. He's like a, he's a yeg or whatever yeah. weird uh, <laughs> '30s slang they were using. So, uh, the, so this episode is about uh, initially, at least, there is a Hollywood starlet named Rita Lake who is being stalked by some bad, some by some stalker, right? Um, but they have to protect her because she is going to marry someone and have a child who is going to become a president, not just a president. The 44th president. So here's the thing. I'm <laughs> dumb. So when this was ha- – like when this all start, like they started that conversation, I was like, oh, I got to Google Rita Lake. Who is this lady? Because for a minute, in a the second of my head, a- I was like this. Oh, they're doing the Forrest Gumpian thing of like basing it on true shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they for sure did not. They made it no, I was like the close. math doesn't add up at all. Like, no, well, I thought it, I, all of my mind – and like I was just – this is too stupid. But yeah. it, it, I, I'm trying to have fun with this show. You have to try. It's the only way to get through it. <laughs> I was just imagining, OK, Rita Lake is going to give birth to Obama. Obama <laughs> had a white mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Are we going to find out at a dad? from Kenya or what? What are we going to – are we – did Time Cock expose the truth? <laughs> yeah, yeah. How funny would that have been if that's – oh, man. I would have lost my mind. It been fucking brilliant. Fuck uh, the Simpsons predicting the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Time Cop did it, <laughs> goddammit, in 97. Um, so they have to go back in time to stop this because somebody – so she – They have to. So Johnny the Chin gets murdered by a future guy. And in the beginning, we don't see who the future guy is, right? We don't see it's he's just got future tech. Um, but what I didn't get, and I still don't get, 
it turns out it's Ian Pasco, who is the bad guy from the first episode, right? He's back. He kills the dude, and but he has a thing that can scan his face so that he can look like the dude that he killed. Yep. For some reason. But then he just leaves the dead body there. Like, you don't get an advantage. If you if he had scanned him so he could take him over and then threw that dude in a lake or whatever, yeah, they're yeah. like, okay, he's going to go pretend to be Johnny the Chin or whatever to get close to whoever. But he just leaves them. So the cops are like, oh, he's dead. And then he shows up later as Johnny the Chin. She's like, huh? Like, it's just. Your con- corpse just, was in my front yard. It's just confusing. It doesn't do anything. It serves no purpose. That scanny thing serves no purpose of the plot other than just be confusing. Well, it didn't even serve purpose. Like, it served purpose in the plot when he was trying. Like, okay, so our hero yeah. uh, gets arrested by the beat cop. Right. Who uh, was the dad from. Uh, I was going to say, he looked super familiar. And I Flight of the Navigator. That. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't place it, but yeah, for sure. He did other things. He's but been a bunch. Of, that yeah, dude yeah. worked a bunch. Yeah, yeah. The show is amazing at getting side actors. They're like, ah, <laughs> was maybe a thing, right? Uh, but the face technology works then. But he doesn't use it for very long. No, he uses it for like he. Don't, they don't even make it out of the police station. No. So he he, he gets arrested, <laughs> and a fucking a lawyer shows up to bail him out, uh, and he's like, "I'm from uh, you know Rita sent me. I'm Rita's lawyer to bail you out of whatever." Yeah. And they're like in the hallway, and he goes, "Surprise! It's me in Pasco." Yeah, but fine. like. Take him somewhere like I, the whole. If you're trying to surprise him, why are you it just in the future? There's no such so thing dumb. as discretion. No, but they are. By the way, terrible police officers. He can't solve a crime to save his fucking life. And honestly, I think that's the most believable part, part of the of, show. Yeah, for sure, is one they have like it feels like this amazing technology was just thrown in their hands, and they're yeah. like, hey, yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> no, for sure. When you when later on, I, we can kind of treat these two episodes as a two parter because they basically are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in the next episode, when we find out that Ian Pasco has been like everywhere oh yeah that's i don't want to give away that i don't want to give all of that away but there's a moment where he talks about like i rode with genghis khan and i I wrote it down sat on the thing it's a good line but like yeah that's what you should be doing if you have time travel meanwhile our cops are like i went to the 70s once like that's just fucking boring i stopped a cop from making more money i did (laughs) i did laugh he's still alive there's a moment that genuinely made me laugh when they're sending uh him back the first or both of them, they send him and the woman back, right? Claire or whatever. Uh, and they're playing fucking see you later alligator. And they're doing this the, the classic the the they do it every episode of like we're about to travel through try montage yeah, yeah, or like yeah. strapping in the car and whatever, but the music's playing and it's cutting to like Robert Fuller and whoever. And it cuts to the co- the the head, the guy from that seventies show, and he's just like Bopping his head to the music, like I just, I genuinely laughed for like twenty seconds because it's this very serious montage as it always is. And he's dynamic like, time travel. See you later, alligator. He's just like enjoying it, and like, that made me laugh. Down. And then they had to follow up with a very terrible gag of him. So he comes, th- the Th- fucking entering into the new time period. Uh, he. Enters through a mirror in the ladies' dressing room yeah, of the department like, store. He seems like I don't. I haven't seen the rest of the episodes, but it seems the running gag is uh, every time he time travels, he violates a woman's <laughs> rights. Yes, a thousand percent. <laughs> He's immediately just just a sexual creep. For hey, <laughs> he li- he literally like comes through the dressing room. She's got like one strap down on her shoulder or whatever, <laughs> and he's like, "Can you show me where the men's changing room is?" By the way, that dress is the bees' knees yeah, you or can't, whatever. You can't me too a time cop. She could just. Why also isn't she just like like shitting her pants and screaming? A man just walked through a mirror. All she did was point him where the other room is and then fix her dress. It's such a a terrible. Human beings are very resourceful, man. We're very. Um, There is so our time cop is the gag where he 
So he goes to where the Johnny Chin's been killed, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, he has a little run-in with one of the cops or whatever. And then he's back there looking around and he finds like a piece of tech, uh, future tech or whatever. Doesn't it, does it match as they say and the 50s? And then he 50s? finds a match. They are, this show is 100% on the nose at all times. Yes, It yes. literally does say the That's why I think if it was Weryl Ferrell, yeah, yeah, yeah. this would be hilarious. Right, right, but it's not trying to be funny. <laughs> he – except for – but then when it is trying to be funny, it fails on all levels. So he uh, he tries – Rita shows up, the, the whatever, and he's like, oh, I dropped my matches. And she's like, uh, oh, I left my cigarettes in my yeah, car. Yeah, yes. He doesn't smoke. She's like, well, have one of mine. And then he can't – like the whole gag is he's like, I can't I can't pretend to smoke a cigarette. Yeah, no, it's not strong enough yeah, for you me. You fucking pussy. You're a yeah. cop. Just smoke a fucking cigarette for five seconds. Oh, every, it just made me like uh, – I actually vape. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the future, by the way. Why aren't you vaping? Like, um, I don't think there was vape in 2007. <laughs> like that's how shit. That's how not in the future they are. By the way, the he is such a bad cop. He can never. He can't think on his feet at all. So she's like, so what? <laughs> she, goes, she goes, well, what are you doing here? And his his answer is, I just thought you might need someone to talk to. What do you? What? That's not an she, answer. She doesn't know you. What do you? She's Hi. also famous and being stalked. I'm a star. Yeah. I'm worried about this stalker. Right. A man was murdered in my front yard. <laughs> oh, I've always depended on the kindness <laughs> of strangers. So dumb. This like obvious liar that's just snooping around. <laughs> You're like, oh, I should put all my trust in him. Um, he he goes to the hotel. It's Isaac Asimov meets Tennessee Williams. It's not good. <laughs> it's not good. He goes to the hotel that the matches are from. And he finds. Okay, can I point something out? I would love you. There's a little Easter egg here. The paper, the the guy that's like, I'm too busy to check people in and do my job. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's he's doing it for him. So the name that the the, is under Barry Manilow, and his response is like, Oh, I'm going to check in under Barry White. That was his big like, Oh, I get you. But the 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 paper that the guy's reading, it says uh, racism bad. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> just, just subtle. <laughs> subtle. It's 1956. Um, it's you, it good. We did um we did Peep Show a couple weeks ago, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, the 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 show where you watch porn you watch old porn with porn comics and, who are uncomfortable. Yes, that's the one. And in front of an audience that's like wants worse. They're way into it. The yeah. audience, it's a fun way show. Way too into hell. it. <laughs> yeah, I, this show is super fun. But one of the. Uh, one of the porns we were watching was this girl is trying to win, like, the world dick-sucking champions. You watch, like, old porn from the 70s and 80s and stuff. She's trying to win the world dick-sucking champions, and there's this montage of her, like, training, and she's got to, like, suck a bunch of dildos or whatever. <laughs> and there's, like, a newspaper at one point that's, like, the spinning, the spinning thing, paper? And it comes, and the headline is, like, Susie wins, uh, sec- advances to the third round of whatever. And then if you look in the bottom left-hand corner, it was, like, nine murders, not enough to <laughs> fucking whatever stop uh, the police or whatever. It's just really serious headline in the bottom of this paper it just made me laugh really hard um so what we find out is Ian pasco the villain from the first episode has come back in time to stalk her ostensibly what we think initially is because he's trying to prevent this president from being born but real really it yeah. is I've, I've patched i've pieced this together from what both of the episodes he Went there and he left. So at the hotel, he finds uh, uh, Jack Logan finds his room and it's got like all these fucking stalker pictures of Rita uh, Lake and whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And one of them is from 57, but it's actually 1956, so clearly it's a dude from the future. And uh, so he's like, oh, well, we're, you know, he's here stalking her or whatever, right? But really, he went here to attract Jack Logan. So he could kill so him. That, no, so that Jack Logan would arrest uh, Ian Pascoe, take him back to 2007, where he can get his time watch – that will allow him to continue traveling through time. No, it's it's a temporal pocket watch. Yeah, I fucking won't say. Uh, I hate no, it. Every like, bit of bullshit lingo I, that jargon they try to use in a show. No, no, it's not just to. jargon lingo. They're really pushing this temporal word. Oh, they, they really want it they to be really like want the that t-shirt. To, for sure. Uh, temporal sleaze bag. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, temporal detention. Yeah, yeah. Which is just just jail. It's not. Jail. It, there's nothing temporal about it. It's, it's just in jail. a room. It's just in, jail. in your present in your time. current time. Exactly. Exactly. If anything, temporal detention is any other, other detention time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In time. And the temporal pocket watch. I'm just sure. writing it down. And also, I figured out. Oh, what, temporal stream is what they call yes, the time travel. Yeah, it's all the, temporal. Uh, that little machine that they use. I figured out why the, in '97. Oh, temporal insertion. By the way, is what they call putting you into the, another time period. Yeah. It's so gross. Well, I am temporal hot. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, that machine that they go back. In time that disappears, yeah, there's yeah. two things that haven't been figured out. Okay. Where the fuck does that machine go? And how do they get back into it? To and they already have a new one by the time. Yeah. And also, it it is one of those props you put outside grocery stores in the 90s for kids to put a quarter, quarter in and, and just shake back and forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But when I worked it's at just, it's a space shuttle, one of those. That sure. shuttle was designed for arcades. So if the show wildly successful, right. they would have one in arcades that you could play inside. <laughs> yeah. Time Cop. That's what that thing was designed for. That's hilarious. Um, so here's my point. His plan was to go back in time, lure Jack Logan there to catch him, to bring him back to 2007, where he would then be able to break out of the jail and go get his temporal pocket watch, right? Because that's how he travels through time. Yeah. Then how the fuck, fuck did he did get he to get 1956? There? I don't it, – They. it is the laziest fucking writing and they never even try to explain it. They don't go through – they don't just go like, oh, he jumped in that thing and he, land, he ended in 1956. So then he was like, oh, well, I'm here. I'll make some clues or whatever. Do you, no. know, do you know what the show feels like? The show feels like you, – you've pitched shows before. Mm. So you understand that meeting where you're sitting there and imagine if you were asked – like you've been doing comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then someone goes, hey, we want you to pitch a TV show. Right now, <laughs> but, you know, instead of preparing right, a vision, you, you were just watching Time Cop. And we're going to give you a lot of money, but only if you have an idea right fucking yeah. now. And the guy's like, uh, he's a cop. Right. We like cops. Yeah, yeah, we like cops. Solves murders. Yeah. in time. Right, and then he just starts throwing cash yeah. at him immediately. <laughs> cash just covered in cum. Uh, there's a reoccurring villain. He's yeah. hilarious. <laughs> By the way, I would like to talk about Ian Pascoe for a minute. Does he does he deliver any lines that aren't whispered? in these two episodes maniacally whispered uh, he does it well for some reason he says the jokes they're purely just for himself <laughs> he's having a great oh, time he's really cracking himself up that then, bowling alley where he's chasing he's chasing our hero in the bowling alley yeah, yeah. It, okay by the way, can we talk about how good Jack Logan is at throwing ba- uh, bowling balls We're those things weigh like 16 pounds he's fucking sky hooking them like he's milking <laughs> like Karina he's magic Abdul. Johnson yeah it's wild <laughs> And this guy can shoot a bowling ball in the air, but can't shoot the hero (laughs) running in a straight Straight line line in open space. He is our hero is so bad because he does it again. In the previous episode, he throws the diamonds at the guy and then just stands there as opposed to like, doing anything. Job. He this pocket episode, sand. He takes he's got he's so he's in the bowling alley. 
He escapes. He gets away from him by diving headfirst into the pins. Gets the spare. Which I really enjoy. Picks up the spare. Picks up the spare. Grabs two bowling pins, right? And then he throws one in one direction so that the guy will look that way, right? And then he throws the other one real hard into his back and it knocks him forward. And as a, and instead of tackling him or doing anything, Disabling he, just, his he weapon. waits a second and then waits for the guy to turn around and then runs away. And you've, okay. you just accomplished nothing. It, and also, the bowling pin didn't really hurt him. No. <laughs> it I just hit him in the back. He's like, like oh, what the? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? Uh, um, the other thing, our cop who turns out to be the bad guy. So what turns – the twist of this episode is – She is being stalked. She is being stalked by two people. She's being stalked yeah. by this uh, by Ian Pascoe, but she's also being stalked by someone from her time who turns out to be the detective that is investigating – Detective Johnny Flight of the murder. Navigator. Yes. Who is also a terror – I do kind of like the way they depict police officers as wholly inept in all ways in this Terrible world. Terrible cop. He goes to the uh, – All he does is follow the time cop. All he does is follow the time cop and then ignore the things Evidence. the time cop finds. They go to the, the – they find the hotel room, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's – just a serial killer's lair. It's just got pictures of her with like her face X'd out. Like it's just like evil uh, uh, murderers staying yeah, here. Yeah. And he goes, Oh, looks like this guy's really obsessed with Rita Lake. Must be a thousand guys like that in this city. I don't see a crime here. What the fuck? There's a thousand serial killers yeah. in your city? Now, to be fair, that does make sense because he ends up it's being a stalker. also being a serial killer, <laughs> like, so I get yeah, it. I can yeah, see yeah, you. Yeah, I yeah. see the attraction. She's a very lovely woman. I would love to wear her face. <laughs> <laughs> I totally get where this guy's coming from. They've also figured out some way of communicating, which we bitched about the last episode, which is to leave things in a safety deposit box because that bank is going to be there for 60 years and apparently someone's keeping – someone's paying the fees on those Goldman safety Sachs, deposit man. boxes Goldman or something. Goldman Sachs. Uh, it's the fucking uh, – That annoyed the shit out of it's me the Bilderberger group. <laughs> she uh, – so he – so Logan puts a bunch of evidence in the safety deposit box and they – Get it in the future and open it up. And there's a poster of Rita Lake, but it's from 1957, so it's not the right time. But then they realize, wait a second. She goes, wait a second. She like scans it and she's like, this is a polymorphic, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And the cop's like, oh, uh, I did like him going like, yeah, I'm not a fucking idiot. I know. Yeah, yeah, I can yeah. see a poly whatever. Hey, I know big words. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but she sets it on fire and she can't burn it. And then she crumbles it up in a ball and drops it, and it just goes back to being smooth and unwrinkled. She's like, this paper's from the future. Yes, because books and paper were very valuable. I, here's my argument. If this shit is from the future, then how do you know what it does? Like, she's like, she tries to burn it, she crumbles it. She clearly knows what this paper is capable of. How? If it's from why, after her time? But why is it in the past? Well, he brought uh, – Ian Pasco brought it with him. At, at, to lure – he left it there for Jack Logan to purposely find okay, okay. so that he would then arrest Jack Logan. The whole thing is to get him back in time to get this pocket watch, yeah, which, we, by the way, he 100 percent succeeds at with very little hassle. Extremely little. Our cops have a zero and three record dealing with Ian Pasco. Um, yeah. Look, okay. Yeah, this is th- it's this is going to be the hardest podcast because everything's so convoluted. It's, we are trying to make sense. We're trying to make sense of this show that doesn't make a lot of sense. Particularly this being basically a two parter. Um, so, uh, all right, this is a fucking annoying too. They they the gags that they go for are bad and don't even make sense. Like they make the narrative structure of the show not make sense. So. Uh, Claire is there. Like they send Claire back with him because they're going to need two people to do whatever, right? Yeah, Claire's yeah. The, the blonde. And uh, she's like, I'm going to drive over to whatever's house. You do this other thing. But she can't drive stick. 
To the point, yeah. to the point where he goes, use the clutch, and she's like, "What's, What's a, a clutch? clutch? Well, then get out of the fucking car. What are you even doing? Also, <laughs> how did you get where you're going? You clearly can't drive that vehicle. You didn't just learn how to drive stick by yourself." On the way to wherever you were going. Hey, man, women temporal time travelers. You know? <laughs> they be shopping. They be shopping. Uh, they can't drive, man. They just can't drive. Also, uh, so there's a little bit of a flirtatious thing there's happening. There's no temporal feminism. There's Oh, no. There's a little bit in the next <laughs> yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but she – so there's a little bit of flirting going on with Jack Logan and Rita Lake, right? And they're having a dinner, whatever. Yeah, they're they're doing that Fox Mulder, Scully sexual tension thing. But he can't you he can't do anything with her, right? Like you if the rules of our world is you can't change anything, then you for sure can't fuck this girl, right? Like what if you're the best dick she's ever had? Now no one else will do. She doesn't fuck the other dude because you've ruined her for all men. Because that's the thing that happens. And then now she doesn't give birth to Obama. Like what's (laughs) – here's my point. This sets up a whole thing where she is – like he's like trying to protect her because Ian Pascoe shows up as Johnny the Chin and she's like, wait a minute. You're dead. And then he's like, yeah, I guess. That fight scene was actually really good. Was it? It was, was better it? than it should have been. There is a moment where he does like the nip up and then straightens his tie, yeah, which I like. Back, he flips himself up onto yeah, his feet, and then immediately adjusts the tie, tie, and then runs away. It's which I enjoyed. Not, well, here, here's here's the thing: he is not that guy. No, he is no the reason. future guy, in pretending to be that guy, right. but still adopted the mannerisms <laughs> as if he was that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His commitment to the character, his commitment to acting like that guy, is better than his acting on the show. Oh, for sure. I I will also say – so there's a couple of moments in the end of this episode that I, I kind of enjoy for how bad they are. So he um, he lures her back to set by saying that, oh, they, they, he pretends to call as like the head as of the, the studio. Yeah, yeah. I also like how much the, like the studio – like they're basically trying to make LA confidential. So like the studio is all powerful oh, in this world. Yeah, yeah. So everybody's just like, oh, you must be – this guy's from the future. Like, oh, you must be from the studio. Tell Sam from the studio to back off or whatever. No, Everybody's it's weird because LA Confidential came out like a year later. Yeah, it was very close. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, we'll talk about how he's also trying to be the untouchables in a minute. Oh, good. But, you wrote that down <laughs> too? Oh, Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ that's, did I write it down. That's the, that's the secret behind the show is uh, – it's all the writers basically just do period pieces. Yeah, yeah. They just rip off the whatever the most popular movie of yeah. that period piece yeah. is for sure. So he so they lure her back to set and he goes with her, right? But uh, there's a guy at the door. who's like, okay, I'm sorry, it's a closed set. We'll send her back out in a minute. And they close the set, and then he looks at the door, and there's just a sign on the door that says, "No filming today." And he's like, oh, wait a minute. Then they can't be filming. And he runs inside the protector. But, like, you couldn't figure out a be- – you couldn't write a dude coming by going like, hey, what are you waiting outside for? That's some guy smoking. That's closed today or whatever. Like, anything. She's As a- kidnapped. Yeah, 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 yeah. What are you, fucking dumb? But, like, yeah, that's just how lazy this show is. As opposed to write – like, they say show, don't tell. They just have to show, tell you. Well, they, 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 they do that in the next episode. Show fucking Jesus. Everything you bring up is like, you could have just done this. I would have been dumber. Right. They do in the next episode. <laughs> if you listen to the first two episodes of this podcast, right. you're going to see all the shit we're saying. They actually – do in the next two episodes. They embrace. 
They so they've got her, and we have seen a couple moments of the movie that she's filming in the future. Right? He's watching that movie previously in the episode, and there's a scene she's in an electric chair, and she's like, "But please, I'm innocent," or whatever. Right? Yeah, yeah. So they get they walk in, and she's in the electric chair, and she's like, "Ah, this is like a new scene. I don't the remember cheapest electric chair. It's very, just got a salad bowl no, just, and taped. <laughs> so it's very cheap." <laughs> But uh, so she's been in, but now the locks are real. She can't get out of the chair, right? And the way Ian Pascoe's going to kill her is just from a Wiley e. Coyote cartoon. No, 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 no. Let's 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 set this up. Let's okay. Set this up. Because this is where. All right, because the detective shows up first, right? Okay. Well, the first thing that happens is she's sitting in this uh, salad station, yeah, yeah, yeah. super salad, <laughs> prepared for her death. <laughs> he shows up, jiggles a lot. Oh, that's real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you I'm know it's to, real. I'm gonna have to go <laughs> find something to bust these locks. Yeah, goes around a corner, bopped on the head, right. and who shows up? The detective. Right. And then it turns out he's a stalker, and right. she's like, "Why don't you do something to your job?" Well, he's my here's my line. She's shitty to him. The line here, by the way, the line is this, which is great. He says, uh, "She's like, aren't you going to help me? It's your job." And he goes, "That's my day job. This is my night job. Your night job is killing women. That's your night job. It's just a, it's just a, it's just another one of these terribly written lines. That's how bad the economy was then. Man. Yeah, yeah. It's, always... it's a gig. It's a real, it's a real gig <laughs> it's a economy. <laughs> she swiped for it. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, well, at that point. Uh, the main villain shows yeah. up, Ian Pasco. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I refuse to know these names. <laughs> to understand why I've been there many a time, but it's just stuck in my head because they say it a thousand times in the next episode. His his line is, uh, he he st- he stops everybody and says, "I find there's a touching lack of believability. Where are all the good writers these days?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, a little meta. He's breaking. The it's a little ball. meta, but also if it is in 1956, there was a lot of great writers. Sure, they're everywhere. Yeah, the beats were flourishing. I think. Mm-hmm. Huxley was still alive. <laughs> Casey was doing his thing. Yeah, this is like pre or is I'm bad on my timeline. Is this pre McCarthyism, post McCarthyism? No, this is right in right in the yeah, yeah. So they're all they're all they're looking for work. They're all, all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so <laughs> and then what we see is what see. so he's like. He go he he does a little thing with some piece of future tech, right? And it makes a laser. And then we see that the laser is burning through a rope that is holding a safe over her head. You can't just lay you can't just shoot her with a laser. Like I don't understand why you have to wily e. coyote this. Because it was bad writing. How did you get this? It clearly needed Where did safe. you get the safe? How did you get it up there? I have a lot of questions about this safe. He passed up the grand piano. <laughs> he yeah, he for, for sure should have dropped. <laughs> um, so they're, they, uh, Jack Logan somehow like he knocks the laser away. They have a little fight where they're running well, up the thing. They shoot the detective. Well, he, yeah, he like laser shoots. He laser shoots. Right. Oh, yeah. By the way, it's called a laser blaster. Yeah, it's for sure called a laser blaster. They say it many times. In many the times. Too. The the technical name for the scientific technology from the future, uh, laser blaster. <laughs> uh, that thing that I used to work at where kids wore packs and photoned each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> they they in the scuffle. He's got to run. Like they they they. Jack fight Logan it. has to get up. He he does the like old timey thing where he cuts one rope and there's sandbags on it. He it's the same the thing rope to in the Victorian Jack the Ripper episode Absolutely. where they suddenly they're up high. They do it again in the next episode. They're he on a fire. Falls. They're on a goddamn fire escape in the next episode. Yeah. And the only way they can write action set pieces to heighten. They go, oh, yeah. we have to heighten this. Yeah. Literally let's, height. Let's add height. Like that's the only way they know how to uh, height. Things. It's apparently the best leverage in war. Yeah, <laughs> the upper ground. So they go up and they're fighting in the catwalk or whatever. 
Pasco falls. He uh, climbs. He's able to stop the rope from burning. They get her. Yeah, out he of just the grabs thing. it. The little <laughs> the laser thing. He, just he doesn't it. turn it off. He just puts it in his thing. The laser's still going. <laughs> yeah, it just cuts through his chest. <laughs> um, she notices it. She's like, uh, he had this weird thing. Oh, it's a prop gun. Well, it. How did it kill the detective? For sure, he says. She's like, I saw lasers come out of his gun. He goes, Oh, it's a prop from the the Martian picture that's shooting yeah. on the next set. And she's like, Well, how did it kill him then? Yeah. And his response is, We're gonna have to wait for the coroner on that. Like he doesn't <laughs> yeah, yeah, even yeah. try to be like, Oh, he had a heart attack. Any number of things. It's yeah, it's very cheap. Uh, they rest. They free her. They tie up Pasco. Pasco's in a jail cell in the future, and it's all—it's like a inside of a Pentium computer ad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Jack Logan's watching the girls' movie, and at the end, now it says dedicated to Jack Logan. Maybe Jack, knock this shit off. <laughs> I understand you're not supposed to change; like these are minor changes, but like. If you're trying to hide time travel, which they say in the beginning, this is a top secret organization. They are trying to keep the idea of time travel kind of under wraps. Stop changing things because people have seen that movie before, would have noticed that, oh, it wasn't there, and now it's dedicated to Jack Logan. Some film nerds going to be like, oh, I wonder who Jack Logan is. Let me do some fucking research. Oh, it's a guy that works for the fucking time cops. God damn it. Yeah, yeah. It just makes me mad. Uh, um, and then for some reason, John, uh, Ian Pasco is watching the same movie in his jail cell. He has a TV in the wall. You no, know, they just weren't tough on crime in 2007. So goddamn That's lazy. That's why the bankers got away with that. It's so goddamn. Everything about this is the laziest shit in the world. They're doing – they're basically taking scenes from other movies and just throwing them all – it's a collage. Yeah. Or like you, you remember watching Daffy Duck when the, the artist was screwing with Daffy Duck? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He's like a racist feed or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what this show feels like. The writers are like, fuck, I don't – I don't want to do this job. I am trying to get fired. And they won't, <laughs> they fire won't me. do it. Yeah. I we even got said nine in the episodes. script, where are all the good writers? <laughs> Please kill me. Um, the next episode, he's in. So we start with Ian Pasco in jail. He's being visited by the shrink to finish his psyche vow. And uh, Ian is whispering maniacally all of his lines. Yeah, he's fiendishly rubbing his hands, <laughs> and the just, guy's like, that's not suspicious at all. You might as well just be twisting a mustache. Like, yeah. you are just he needs cartoonishly villainous. <laughs> uh, um, he says to the shrink at one point, because I wrote this line down, he says, uh, how do you – hold on, I just – I just wrote it down. Where does it go? He says, uh, how can I explain standing over the body of Jack the Ripper to someone who's never been outside of his own time zone? I don't know. <sighs> Easily. I stood over the body of a famous serial killer because I traveled through time. Also, are we not – this shrink clearly works for like the time cops. This is temporal detention. Yeah, it's, a time so he, it's a temporal psychologist. <laughs> so like they, he doesn't have – there is no like, oh, this guy's crazy. He thinks he travels through time. No, you know he travels through time. He's also like the, he's just a murderer. He does say there's also a lot that I like. So he goes, I heard you got a letter recently, and he's like says something about the Fifth Amendment or whatever. He's like, uh, I went back and whispered it in Thomas Jefferson's ear. All right, okay, okay. Listen, let's get to that line. I think we both want to talk about this. Well, I want to talk about this one line real quick because it made me laugh. He's uh, the, he holds the letter. He goes, Oh, it looks like somebody's trying to reach out to you, and he just oh, yeah. goes, It's gibberish, you idiot. Yeah, that made me laugh so hard. 
Because, <laughs> like, I get – so what we find out is the letter doesn't mean anything. But no it's one not, read the letter. But, it's, well, they, but, but that's what's weird, right? So they, the letter has been, like, redacted. In We've been to jail, right? <laughs> I don't, I'm sorry. I don't want to put you in there. I got you. I haven't done uh, any more than a night, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I've, I've been four times. Okay. And it bothers me saying that because I'm not a criminal. Yeah. Like – for real, gotcha. yeah, know, yeah, yeah, not yeah, one yeah. of those guys. Sure, but you know, tr- you can't live in your car apparently, <laughs> and not have insurance. Yeah, 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 and be poor. Sure. Uh, so that all said, even in prison, they read your letters, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what's crazy about this, especially have, if you're a murderer. They have redacted the letter. Who's They're writing a murderer from the future? You don't live in that time. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's, I'm just snapping to that. He doesn't problems. live in 2007. <laughs> he's from the future. Who wrote him? Well, what it turns out is he wrote himself. I know he wrote himself. But why don't the police? It's the kid. Why don't the police realize that? Because they're like, who's working with him? No one, motherfucker. He's from 2007. They told us later a child dropped off a letter, yeah, and it yeah. was the child that was him that murdered his parents. <laughs> right, right. How did that kid? Like all of it. Fuck these cops. So here's what's annoying me. I would like to get back to the redactedness of this letter. They say they make a point of saying because like he uh, basically what we find out is the letter. The ink is actually iodide. Blah blah blah. He makes he mixes it with a. Lip Liquid, it turns he just puts into it in smoke. a cup. He puts yeah. it in a cup. It turns into smoke. He uses the smoke as a distraction to overpower a guard to escape, right? So the letter doesn't mean anything. It doesn't matter what's written on the pages. It's just <laughs> getting the ink in, right? Yeah. His secret device was his inhaler. Yes. His temporal inhaler. He, he needs it to get through. I have temporal asthma. Uh, so the letter the, – the, the, uh, Logan says to his boss, like, well, wasn't somebody monitoring his mail? And I go, yeah, but only for content, not for, like, the material itself or whatever. And that's why you see it when he hands the shrink the letter. It's redacted. P- words are missing. But the letter itself is gibberish. So, so what fucking redacting? words did you cut out? Like, it just doesn't – it's – they, they, they're not a, they're not paying attention to the own, the words they themselves are writing. It, it, it was just a kid writing cum and Metallica font. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's just that. Uh, it's just that. Like that S you draw by making yeah, like yeah. three lines, and connecting them. All the A's are anarchy over. symbol. Yeah. Um, also, I don't think there's any black people. In, I, I wrote down that I don't think there's any black people in the future. Turns out there's one. He shines shoes. Uh, <laughs> and yeah. Pretty wise. Yeah, he's got a little bit of info. He Although did. he does say a lot. Okay, we'll get to him in a minute. So uh, he escapes, and they go realize he's trying to get his pocket watch. Right. So he, uh, they're like, "Well, how's he going to get to the pocket watch?" They realize, "Oh, he's going to kidnap the blonde cop and make her take him there," uh, which he does completely easily. Um, <laughs> not a, not even a chance at a problem. No, he just shows up. It's like she's getting out of her car and he's just standing there and he wraps a belt around her hand. Oh, she's narrating her own life. <laughs> that was what I was. She was like, uh, like the alarms. She goes, uh, somebody better make that illegal in 2007. Also, by the way, when uh, Ian Pasco uh, kills the guard and escapes, he says Elvis has left the building. Somebody wrote that down. Somebody wrote that down and handed it to somebody else. Um, so he goes – there's so many terrible lines. Uh, the the te- like Logan's becoming obsessed with Pasco, and his boss doesn't like it. But clearly, somebody should be obsessed with Pasco, and we'll find out later on. Yes, he should be. Uh, but he says, "I don't like him. I don't want him to shake and bake with your head." You wrote that down too. Of course, I did. I did it right there. Shake and bake, <laughs> yeah, 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 which yeah. brought me again to the Will Ferrell John C. Riley <laughs> dynamic that this should. Uh, so that made me laugh. They. So they go – they realize he's kidnapped her, meet us at this place or whatever. Well, he, well, he, he kidnaps her and he demands – he's like, not only am I going to get away with this, but you're going to send me back in time. Right. 
because clearly I've lost that ability. Well, he lost his watch, and you need to get me my watch. That but thing that I didn't I, need when I was already time traveling, but he, you're going to do it. He tells him I can't get you your watch because it's in a vault, and it needs a Senate subcommittee to open, and yeah, yeah. it's going to take weeks or whatever. So they put By him the, in the way, car. none of that's true. They get the watch yeah. immediately. Yeah. They put him in the car. Yeah. They're both strapped in separate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I so, so what just, point is this a hostage thing? It's definitely not. I guess he still has the laser blaster. I. Uh, he also says – I mean the writing in this episode just gets so bad. He goes, never forget. I'm from the future. I'll always be one, one step, step ahead. Yeah, we know, dickhead. You're from the future. He also yeah. says later – because he, he tells him you got to meet me in 1926 Chicago, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, he goes, we're playing by Chicago rules now. Yeah, this is where the uh, – Which are? I don't know what that means. If he if he brings, brings a knife, knife you bring, bring a, a gun. gun. But that's not what's said. What's happened? So we meet Capone. So he goes back and we meet Capone, right? Not only did he go back in time. They go back in time to the exact moment that the Untouchables is filming that stare. Airway scene. The, the fucking, they, that woman's pushing that fucking baby yeah. carriage, and I was like, you cheap fucking yeah. assholes. Like, come. That the movie, music is vaguely similar, do that you, eerie do high Do you really think that more people will be watching Time Cop than have seen the Oscar-nominated <laughs> film, The Untouchables? Right, the They're not going to pick up on your little fucking thing. Uh, to their credit, they don't follow through on that, but they do have a line at the end that makes me Furious. We'll wait till we get to the end. Uh, but he meets uh, Capone. Capone has a, a, a muscle guy that shows up. Oh, we know, how do we know it's Capone? Oh, he's got a scar on the side he's of his face. He's scratching at his scar. Yeah, it's still like, itching. hey, look what I got. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he has to because it's not very obvious. See? It's kind of barely visible. So if he doesn't point at it, you wouldn't see it. Do you, do you recognize that actor? Oh, he's been in a ton of shit. He's been in a ton of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, he, he was one of my favorite shows that no one watched because it was yeah. very bad. Sure. Uh, Forever Night. Ah, I know that to be a he show. Was the partner, For sure, never okay. watched it. There's like a vampire detective or something. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it is. And can only work nights. No. <laughs> sure. <laughs> of course he can. He's a, by the way, we did a show on this show. Uh, on this, uh, We did a pilot on this show. Me and Mike, I think it was Mike McRae and I watched it called The Owl. Who's uh, He's a detective whose superpower is he never sleeps. Like, not that he's a detective that never sleeps. He literally can't ever sleep. What so is, he's just up all – he just has to ride the bus all night. Terrible. <laughs> it circles. It's super good. And it's, it's – what's his name from the Highlander TV series? Adrian Paul. Adrian Paul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, so uh, he meets we, – we meet Capone. He's got a muscle. He's like, hey, did you, did you take care of Mickey or whatever? And he goes, yeah, two in the eyes, two in the throat, two in the heart. For sure over – like you don't have to shoot that. Like two in the <laughs> eyes, he's dead. You can stop there. <laughs> like, well, first of all, he also, said – classic you... mob hit is like two behind the ear. Like yeah, that's yeah. like classic mob hit. Why? Like, they don't normally want it messier. We uh, shot him in the balls a couple of times. <laughs> uh, one in the arch of the foot. Yeah, where he has gout was. <laughs> yeah, we yeah, wanted yeah, to really yeah, hurt. Yeah. Uh, uh, plantar fasciitis. There's so, the, the lines. So what we find out is that Pasco has been coming back to this time period. Yeah, they have a and moment, sort of setting up. He's been making Capone. Capone. Capone was just a nobody, but he's like, it's like I introduced you to bootlegging and the numbers and whatever. A thing he was already going to do. He was clearly already going to do, but. More to the point, he says a lot because, like, he's like, I, you know, I've, I've tipped you off about the cops and all the the you know, competition. He goes, "You've dodged so many bullets, it's embarrassing." 
why is it embarrassing? I don't understand. Like, isn't that a good thing? Yeah, like, Fifty Cent was hailed a like cool yeah, for not, not the, <laughs> <laughs> for catching those bullets. It just doesn't make it doesn't make any sense. These lines are just terrible. But so we find out that he has been like setting up Capone. He's been coming back there every six he's months. He's the architect. He's the art. Well, the, the they call the him the tourist. They call him the tourist. But he is like the state. Meanwhile, in the future, uh, they're looking into Pasco, and they're like, "Oh, why?" Is, he, there's a moment where he says, "Well, oh." what? Uh, what did you? What What didn't you find? He goes, "Oh, that's uh, what I did find. He's everywhere." And they start looking through time, and oh, there's Ian Pasco in the background. He's like at the Hindenburg, yeah. and he's at the fucking you know Kennedy's assassination or whatever. He's all over. We're the just place. gonna get. They have a moment where they're sitting down, and he's bragging about not only being in the past, but he's seeing the future, the well, he end tells, of civilization. He tells he tells Jack Lowe, he's like, how long have you, like, how far back have you gone? He's like, a couple hundred years. He's like, I, I wrote this line down, because I didn't write it all down, but I wrote this line down. He says, I watched a megalodon shark tear the throat out of a Tyrannosaurus Rex. I wrote how that did down. you do that? One is an aquatic creature, and one is very much on land. I will do you one even better. Uh, I'm sure there's a uh, lot of terrible lines. They lived in different ages. <laughs> Yeah. Different I, periods of time. Sure, okay. That means he brought a Tyrannosaurus <laughs> Rex. Like, okay, I, like I don't mean one. to go to the producer on this. He brought one. <laughs> I like that a lot. He I didn't like, even realize. That's he so went good. far back in time. He's like, come here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Brought some, and then some threw T-Rex it in snacks. the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> when he could have easily just grabbed the Megalodon, <laughs> throw it on land. Yeah, like, I, I, I Googled, like, I was like, I don't think those animals were in the same period. The same and it took me, I lost an hour of my life watching videos because there's a lot of videos about Tyrannosaurus sex versus a like, Megalodon. would win the fight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and it turns <laughs> yeah. out the big problem in the comment section, because I love the comment section, sure. is, yeah, okay, the T-Rex, uh, like, he'd be able to, like, someone said he could breathe underwater, and, like, right. that's not true. true. Yeah, yeah. And it just turned into this thing where, like, <laughs> Well, but the, if the shark was on land, it's a totally different story. People have spent their lives <laughs> yeah. on this subject. So as much as we're shitting on this throwaway line, line in this TV show, I don't know what's worse. This line in the show, I've watched a megalodon shark rip the throat of a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Yeah. Or the fact that it's accurately predicted the internet <laughs> and how people would spend so much time on that actual scenario that happening. Argument. Uh, he says a bunch of – he's like, I rode with uh, Genghis, Khan. Genghis Khan on the plains. I I saw Gabriel do a uh, thing, which the, is uh, like not a real person, so I don't understand. He says something well, about like – he does like a well, – no, he does like a biblical reference uh, at Gabriel one point. blow the horns yeah, of Jericho yeah, 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 yeah. down, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, that's not a thing that happened. Yeah, that's from an a, earthquake. That's from a book. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then the last thing he says is like, I uh, – I, Time traveled to the top of Mount Everest five minutes before the end of civilization yeah. or something like that. I got a question for you. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. As a writer, sure. uh, how many drafts do you think this got there? I think it's all rough draft and they I, just pushed it through. I think what they did was brainstorm like lines and yeah. then someone just said, all right, pick five. That we got to wrap this one. up. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. At what point did they go uh, like uh, – you know these writers are like, I, I found out Jesus wasn't real. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 uh, yeah, 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 Muhammad was gay. <laughs> like just – Dumb shit like For that. Certain. There, there had to be at least a hundred of those, and they're like, we can't say that. It's going to be on ABC. So they, uh, so we find out Pasco is not just a regular villain. He's not even just a serial killer, but he has been making our the history we know to be uh, uh, the Hindenburg and all these horrible disasters and murders. 
they didn't happen until Pasco happened. Pasco is the reason for all these horrible things. Basically, Mr. Glass. Right? I don't. I don't think that's what it is. No, it is because that's what they 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 even say. Robert uh, Robert Fuller and Donna's dad from that '70s show say like he's making our history, and the reason that stop like stopping adult him isn't going to make any difference. He's already done all those things, so they can't go back in time and fix it because he's already done it. What the, they have to do is get thirteen year old Pasco so they can prevent him from doing those things. Yeah, in the so they got to be cops. Just cops. In 2007. This show they is, just have to be at cops. At some point, it's just going to be a cop show that takes place in 2007 yeah. because that's where they have to Well, catch here's it. my contention with that. Yeah. Uh, and it all goes down to the rules they set up in the first episode. There was already a Jack the Ripper. Right. He just replaced him. Right. So he was just acting out the things Jack the Ripper did. Right. So why isn't he doing that the same for the Hindenburg? Like, I just want to be the one that sets off this thing. I got you, but that's – so all those that things would make, Al Capone would, would make, have already happened. That would make sense, except that is not the words they told us happened in the show. They literally tell us the other. Well, I'm saying that they're wrong. No, they are wrong. <laughs> they are terrible. Also, this show, like I said, is so on the nose at all times. At one point, they're trying to find – so they – there's a hostage situation. Like, you bring my watch, I bring the girl. We're going to meet at the train station from Untouchables. They might as well just say, We're going to meet at the train station <laughs> we're from Untouchables. Meet in that film. Yeah. Uh, at one point, he runs into like a porter who says to him, He's like, uh, You're not meeting under the clock, are you? He's like, This is yeah, Chicago. No, That's a sucker. It was a reporter. That's a sucker. It was a station agent. Oh, porter, porter, porter. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's <laughs> like, You're not meeting under the clock, are you? That's a, this is Chicago. That's a sucker setup or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, oh. Uh. Why I'm going to take my break now and wait for the murder. Yeah, he literally says that. He's like, oh, you're meeting under the clock? I'm going to go take my five because, like, you're going to get murdered. It's so fucking dumb. And then he incorporates – okay, okay, let's fucking – And then, be- then he incorporates that guy into the for the, for the Okay, so they're going to – The exchange. The exchange, yeah. yeah. For the girl for the temporal pocket watch Ugh. of doom. Yeah. Uh, so in this very busy train station – where people are just chilling. Yeah. It's the guy of the girl. Right. With it's Al Capone it's holding Al Capone the girl. Al Capone holding the girl with a gun. Regular ass gun. First of all, <laughs> famous Chicago mobster for sure making a personal appearance, committing a crime. Very famous. So famous that everybody like the porter is like, "Hey, what? How often do I get to tell yeah. my grandkids that I was spitting distance from Al Capone?" Yeah. yeah. Oh, that I don't know that guy with the scar on his face. Sure. Very famous, holding yeah. a gun. Holding no one open. Do, no one. Cares. A gun, not indigenous to that era. Sure. Either, holding, by the way. A light, it a was a gun. large black <laughs> yeah, yeah, Glock yeah. from the nineties. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so they're going to do an exchange. He's giving the watch to the old porter guy. Uh, but for out some, of nowhere, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, another cop shows up, and it's Elliot Ness. And played by Sex and the Cities. Sex and the Cities. Uh, Office Spaces. Ron, Ron Livingston, right? Uh, who is two weeks on the job and a bumbling idiot. That's his whole thing is like he doesn't know how to be Elliot Ness. Two weeks on the job. And everyone has seen the Untouchables movie enough to know that he sucks. <laughs> he sucks really bad to the point where Jack Logan has to tell him, like, hey, if you really want to get Capone, remember three little letters. I-R-S. But he's also – He spelled it out for him. Uh, yeah, you could you, – also, why is he also now talking like he's from the 20s? He hasn't done that before. He's having a good – well, that's a white people thing, man. Yeah, like, I, <laughs> we're cultural chameleons, man. If you're black, we're going to talk to you in a certain way. If you're Indian – if you're Chinese, we're going to bow. It's this weird – I don't want to get off this podcast. A lot of roll, a lot of roll in your This R's. makes the most yeah, sense yeah, to yeah. me in this show is all the white people are like, oh, it's fun to cosplay mm-hmm. other people's terrible lives. Yeah, yeah I'm a mixologist. Yeah, so yeah. Um, so they, so he ends up escaping. He still doesn't have the watch. They it's, set up, it's Bushwick. <laughs> but in the escape, he has kidnapped Elliot Ness. They trick 
Capone into leading them to where uh, Pasco is going to be. And they show up. There's a little. How bit did of they a- trick him? Because this really. She's like she just shows. <laughs> he didn't up. want to do it. You were trying to gloss over it. I did because it's so it's so fucking dumb. So they don't know how to write for women. She shows up right, and now all Capone knows her to be is is Ian Pasco's hostage. Yes. He has shown up with her. Clearly, at gunpoint, like handcuffed, they've and, been keeping just him. Just so everyone knows and catches up, who is this woman? Oh, it's the female cop from the, the first female episode. cop from, from the future, from the future, the who blonde went back one, Claire in time Hemmings. to help out, but right. the writers did nothing to ever help out. Sure, she was kidnapped she, and now being held. Capone knows her only to be Ian Pasco's hostage. She shows up to Capone. He had a gun on her tit. <laughs> he had a gun. Capone had a gun on her recently. He shows. She shows up and it just walks into his house and he's like, "You're the last person I expected to see walk in here." And she, basically, she says, "You know, I we didn't see. I like." He's like, "Why are you trying to help Pasco now? Why aren't you his hostage?" And she says, "We didn't see eye to eye at first, but I'm always you know, a woman can't help but be attracted to a man of that much power." And, and fucking Capone's like, "Yeah, it makes sense." Oh yeah, I get it. I get yeah. You fucking broads are all the same. Yeah. He he literally says like yeah, you're all the same. You're all independent until you get your claws into some fat cat. Yeah like, yeah. And, <laughs> and so he immediately then he's like, all right, well then let's go fucking. I'll clearly take you to him because there's no way this could be a trap. Um, it's a trap. They drive to Pasco. Pas. There's a little bit of a sh- like a scuffle. Pasco of course runs away. Our boy Jack Logan chases him. They have to climb a fire escape because no fighting can take place on the ground. They, uh, the watch falls off the side of the fire escape, hits the ground, opens up a time portal. Yeah. As it does. He tries to jump off the fire escape, but our, our boy catches him. I love, not just catches him. Hold, by one hand on each of his wrists, and he's just holding him like he's shaking milk money out of his pants. Yeah, he's not like even he's a struggling. He's bully from the Little Rascals. No, he's, he's not even struggling. Not at all. This man is 170, 180 pounds. He's a big guy. He's like tall. He's um, 220. <laughs> he's, he's holding him by his wrists. There's two stones in this. He's holding him by his wrists uh, and eventually shakes himself loose. He falls into the time portal and then the watch just sucks into the time portal with him. It just – for some reason, the watch doesn't like turn off. In the previous – the last time we saw the watch be used, when this exact thing happened in the first episode, the watch sets off the portal. He goes through it and then they have the watch. In this one, for some reason, when the watch – when he goes through the portal, the watch just goes boop. And just shoots into the, into the portal for no reason at all. So f- our heroes are 0-3 with Ian Pasco. He is loose in time with his time watch. They have accomplished nothing in two episodes. Four. Last, well, yeah, four episodes. But, I mean, if we're going to count, the second one's kind of a standalone, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that doesn't really count. But if we're going to count just the last two episodes of, like, going back in time, coming to the future, catching him, going back in time again, meeting Al Capone, taking him down with Elliot Ness, all this stuff, we are exactly where we started in the first episode. Ian yeah, Pascoe was loose with a fucking time This watch. is the rules of sitcom, though. You always want a sitcom to start in one place, yeah, yeah, yeah. and by the end, back, Be back where you to where started. you're starting, for sure. But this isn't a goddamn sitcom. No. <laughs> Uh, here's the line that made me furious. Uh, they've knocked out, they've knocked out, so she knocks out, uh, Capone, right? Because Capone shows, like, Capone hits her when he's got, she's got a gun on Pasco, and he says, like, no Dane pulls a gun on Al Capone and lives to tell the tale or whatever, and she goes, oh yeah, and she hits him in the balls, and then she elbows him, she says, it's the first time for everything, right? So he's laying unconscious on the ground. They come back, and they're like, hey, at least, to Elliot Ness, hey, at least you get to take in Capone, and Capone, (laughs) Ness says, 
Why? And this is what I, I like this line. It's not the line I'm talking about, but this made me laugh. They're like, you kidnapped him and then assaulted him. He's the victim here. And I was like, yeah, that's 100 percent accurate. All you did was knock this man out. You have, <laughs> like, I, you're actually really enjoyed that. Um, but uh, he goes, that's where he tells him, man, remember the IRS or whatever. <laughs> they leave. And then Elliot Ness leans down to unconscious Capone and says, remember this, Capone. Nobody's untouchable. Yeah, they say it. They say it. Not only do they flat out say it, here's the problem with that. That's not what the untouchables was Elliot Ness and his cops were the the untouchables because they couldn't be bought. So they don't even know the line they're fucking stealing. So clearly someone was untouchable. It's so – it made me so mad when he said it because it's like, look, I get it. You've been hammering us with this fucking untouchables thing for a minute. But did you actually watch it first or did you just see the trailer? Because like, goddamn That's my favorite thing about this show. This whole show is the writers going, hey, remember that better thing you could be watching? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. (laughs) We kind of remember it. We'll do a spinoff of it. Uh, it just made we me, don't know why you're doing this. Either. It just made me so mad. Um, that being said, I, I'm kind of curious where they go from here. Like, I'm curious, are they going to – so I know that the next episode starts with a swastika. So clearly they're going to World War II. They're either going, they're either going to World War II or, or 2019. Or they're but, going – yeah, they're yeah, going yeah, forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, – I'm wondering if they're going to go like back to a monster of the week for a little bit and then go back to Pasco. That doesn't I feel like all hands on deck for Pasco hunting at this point. If you're if you're the time cops, right? There should be at least like a Pasco task force that that's all they do. I understand there's other like time copying copying they need to do or whatever, yeah. but like there should be some dedicated people trying to on stop this one trying case. to stop the guy who is literally responsible for all of the tragedies yeah, in the why world. Why would they add more casework? Just, by the way, uh, oh, Susie also, Q. And, also, by the way, somebody's gone back to win the lottery. Who gives a shit? Let's maybe focus on this guy. We'll deal with him in yeah, a minute. Yeah, they put Henry Fonda in Easy Rider for some reason. <laughs> it's a terrible movie. We got to fix it. Uh I, I got a couple of questions. Please. Uh, and maybe you can enlighten me on I this. I don't one. think I can. I don't think so either, but I was trying to give you a little <laughs> yeah, bit of yeah, yeah. your podcast, man. It's respect. It. I appreciate it. <laughs> so, one, the guy that's presented as a criminal mastermind mm. throughout all civilization, sure. who is the foundation of all the mm-hmm. horrors yeah, yeah, yeah. of yeah, the world, sure. and has seen the end of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, he just can't figure out to go back and kill Jack Logan as a baby. I, he, <laughs> motherfucker. Like, there's so many options. Just go. Fucking kill Ian Pasco as a baby and be done with this. Like yeah. you're waiting. Why do you have to catch 13 year old Ian Pasco? Get him when he's 12 or seven yeah. or a fetus or shoot his mom. Yeah. I don't. Whatever. Like there's a lot of options here. Yeah. This. Yeah. Everyone it, has options. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. have time travel. God damn it. Literally, yes. you can do anything. And they are. They don't even care. They have time travel. It's nothing. It's like eh, yeah. I'm tired of it. Yeah. <laughs> I hate, yeah, I hate yeah, time travel. Over it. It's more of an. It's a job. It's an inconvenience at this point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the other one is, oh yeah, no one's untouchable. Not even you. Uh, okay. Every episode they just rip off dialogue from every period movies. Sure. Uh, okay. The, here's what's fucking me. Uh, where this has come up in a few episodes. Where does Jack get money? He's constantly has cash and flushed. Time, he's flush all the time and. Time period cash. Like if he showed up with two thousand seven hundred dollar bills that don't look like yeah, yeah, yeah. from the thirties, and he handed that fucking hotel guy a stack of cash, he'd be like, "What is this fucking funny paper?" Yeah. yeah. yeah so I don't understand. And they never. It, all it would take would be an establishing thing in like the first episode where they go, "Here's where we deck you out appropriately for the time period, right?" Yeah. So you're not going back in your stupid future jumpsuit. We put you in a suit. Oh, Which I want to. Does... By the way, I want to discuss this, and we forgot. He when he shows up in Chicago in the twenties, he's at. 
He's at a memorial for uh, Mickey Trigger Finger, whatever the a fuck, monster. right? A monster who has been killed. And it's, uh, he says, like, I guess somebody was a little uh, quicker <laughs> on the trigger or whatever. And then he says, thanks for the suit. suit yeah. So he took the suit off a corpse? Yes. Don't they usually cut the back yes. down those and then pin them when they so they can around, put them on your body? So I'd have like, all right, you know what? This is the best show in the world. If he just ran away with a split down the back. Again, if Will Ferrell and John C. Riley were doing that's this, what that would have been a this would be the greatest show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'd forgotten about that, and that's another moment of like, you fucking lazy assholes. Well, where, one, if he's got all this money nah. and he's putting it into circulation. That's going to affect the future. Yes. Everything he does affects the goddamn future. It, I'm just, I'm like, how about, you know what's going to affect the future? Sh- traveling through time in front of people and then pretending like they didn't, aren't going to go spread the word that a man showed up in future clothes through my mirror. Not just future clothes, but perfectly adequate at H&M. <laughs> the past but also it says like police on it. Like it's like. It's, <laughs> time cop. Yeah. It's. God damn this fucking show. It's where where have all the good writers gone? <laughs> yeah. Uh you got anything you want to plug? Wrap this up. I'm going to plug Breaking Bad because that's what I watched right after this. Just to cleanse, cleanse the palate, the palate. A little bit. Yeah. And also I watched the episode that the writers of the show mm. worked on. They worked on Breaking Bad. <laughs> wow, really? Yes, also a lot of CW shows that sucked, Hold but on. also Hold Breaking on. Give Bad. Me, give, yeah, for sure. Give me a second. I have to pull up this fucking IMDb because that's fucking insane. I keep going back and forth because I want to find – I'm trying to find ways to like – if you're listening to this, I want people to be able to you know go, oh, that makes sense. Or mm-hmm. where does this person go? Because like when we see these like writer's jobs, mm-hmm. they're good writers. Clearly, like uh, people, like Breaking Bad is very good. Some would argue it falls off a little bit towards the end, but I would say it's better than this, regardless. Um, let me here. Hold on, I'm trying to find like a writer. Yeah, what you do is you go to Time Cop uh, TV go, series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on the IMDb page, but it's not. Okay, let me go to an episode here. We go. I'm on it actually. Writing credits. Uh, uh, created for television. Mark Verheiden. Did he do anything? He wrote The Mask. He was a producer on Swamp Thing recently. What's his most recent credits? Ash vs. Evil Dead. He wrote two episodes of Daredevil. Yep. Two episodes of Constantine. This man's been working. Uh, the writer uh, for this episode, Alfred Goh. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he was a writer for Smallville, Spider-Man 2, I Am Number 4, oh, yeah. The Mummy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus. Into the Badlands. Like, uh, also, not really good shows. No, but like successful. Aquaman. And some would say competent. Like, this show is incompetent. Herbie fully loaded. Sure. <laughs> Shanghai Nights. Oh, yeah. I like Showtime with De Niro. Like, hey, what that means is there's hope. If you write terrible television, there's always hope for you. Yeah, man. But the Lethal Weapon, like the Time Cop. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't plug it. Uh, what's, your social, what's your social media, Jay uh, White Cotton? I'm at Twitter, at White Cotton. That's probably, you know, the best. Do that. I'm at Chris Cubis on all social media. Uh, ChrisCubisComedy.com for dates and all that good stuff. Uh, if you like the show, rate, review, subscribe. We record this show at the beautiful Permanent Record Studios here in Austin, Texas. This is a good Shout studio. out to Super Producer Mike Moody sitting in the studio today. He's Can waving. I, you do a lot of music, right? No, he does podcasts exclusively. Just this is a podcast studio, my friend. It's the future. I don't want to live in this future. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next week.